0: It's finally basketball season. Are you watching the games at a crusty sports bar crammed onto your friend's couch? You can do better. With Sling TV, watch NBA games on your terms and your turf. The Sling Orange service has hoops on ESPN and TNT, plus more live TV on top networks, all for 20 bucks a month. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees. Start watching for seven days free at sling.com backslash ringer NBA. Restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ringer NBA show today. We're going to talk to Shea Serrano, staff writer at the Ringer, author, uh, New York Times bestseller. Uh, The Rap Yearbook is the book. If you don't have it, uh, you should go buy it immediately. And it is the day of Russ versus Kevin Durant. So how early did you wake up, uh, Shea Serrano?
1: (laughs) I was up maybe about 4.45 this morning.
0: 445 now did you wake up at 445 because that would be when you would normally get up or was it the brimming excitement of russ versus kevin
1: durant i was so excited for this game that that i couldn't i was trying my hardest to keep my eyes closed and they just like in a horror movie with the monster comes to life like he jolts oh my god that was that's what i did
0: all right. So, is this you? You posted uh, yesterday when when all this went down, and Durant went to the Warriors, and uh, and and Westbrook stayed where he was. Is this good guy versus bad guy in your mind?
1: Yes, one hundred percent. Yes. Why? <laughs> I knew when I said one hundred percent yes that I was supposed to keep talking right there. I want to see how long it's going to take of me not saying anything before you ask me why. Um, it, you know, I, uh, I I know in my head it's not actually good guy versus bad guy, but it's just more fun to put those sort of storylines in place when you're watching the game. I think the best part of all of this stuff is of, of any sort of sport is always the human drama part. So I just like to plug those things in there because it makes for a more fun watching experience. Do so, you yeah, fi- Russ is the good guy.: Yeah, KD's the bad guy.
0: All right, that's what I want to talk about. Why is, why is Kevin Durant the bad guy? When you framed it in your article, you framed it like uh, uh, like a uh, Batman leaving the pe- people of Gotham and teaming up with the Joker, and you gave all these different things. like imagine if the good guy went and teamed up with the bad guys. Do you, do you find it hard at all to frame Durant as a bad guy
1: I, He's not very intimidating. He's never been a, just a, a scary person to me. To watch. like if you watch when you watch Russell Westbrook play basketball, it's intimidating. I know that he's reckless and a lot of times inefficient, and he's not as good at basketball as Kevin Durant is. But I'm still more afraid of him than I am Kevin Durant just because of the way he presents himself. And yeah, so so you kind of have to squint a little bit to make Kevin Durant the bad guy. But yeah, he's the bad guy.
0: Do you find it hard at all to make Westbrook a good guy?
1: No, no. You can make Westbrook whatever. Like he sort of is. He's putting off this vibe that he's the good guy by just not saying that he's not the good guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he's 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 taking advantage of of the way that Durant left um, OKC. You can see, you can see, it's sort of starting to play itself out now. Where he's not exonerating KD for leaving, he's basically just like "fuck that guy," without saying "fuck that guy." You know what I'm saying? So he just falls into that role by default.
0: You wondered uh, in the article if Russ's decision can be attributed to making it worse for Kevin Durant. Now you, you you wondered that aloud but how much of it do you really believe that Russell Westbrook went back to Oklahoma city so that it would make Durant look even worse?
1: I believe he did that 100%. That I, <laughs> I, I feel like he definitely sat down and said, what's the thing that I can do that would exacerbate the blowback that Kevin Durant will experience. Oh, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay 10 toes down in Oklahoma city and everybody will just blow up. Cause if he leaves, then it doesn't just become a Durant thing. It's like, okay, Steve blew up. They fell apart. Everything exploded on him. If he leaves, too. because Then Adams maybe probably leaves as well. But when he stayed, he was like, oh, well, this guy, this could have been saved, and our guy left. So it's his fault.
0: That's pretty demonic. Don't you think at all it's possibly that uh, it was a financial decision? Or no?
1: No. He was going to get paid wherever he went. We can't pretend like... Russell Westbrook wasn't going to get a check anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? He, he, I, he just knew. He knew it was going to make it worse. I, I'm going to pretend like he did, even if he didn't.
0: Are you surprised he stayed? Are you surprised Russell Westbrook's playing for the Thunder this year?
1: No, no, because if you would have told me before, what's the one thing that Russ could do to make it worse for KD? I knew he was going to be staying OKC, so that's what he's going to do. Like that's what I expected to do. As soon as he left, as soon as KD left. So oh, Russ is not going anywhere. He's staying there. That's his team now. He's going to just be that, that guy who is going to spend the rest of his career trying to shit on KD.
0: So what do we make of, like, what happened the last, like, eight years? And then we just saw, like, what, three, four months ago, them sitting at a podium together, right, standing up for each other at the end of, at the end of games or whatever. Was that all a mirage? Do we, do we think that KD and what, – what do we make in retrospect of their relationship?
1: What we make of it is that KD is a bad guy. That's what all that means. You you do all of that, and then you leave. Like it, You can't say, I'm going to talk all day long about how great the ringer is. Oh, it's the best place to work. It's the best place to work. And then on uh, Monday of next week, oh, guess what, guys? I got a new job. Like it, it turns all of that fake. You know what I'm saying? It makes all of that look bad. So him doing all that stuff with all those times, to me, you're standing there defending Russell Westbrook, calling Mark Cuban an idiot. Like, oh, I got your back. I got you, Russ. Russ, I got you. And then, uh, you know what? Never mind. I'm just kidding. I'm out of here. That's what it feels like.
0: Do you think they were ever really friends?
1: That's hard to say. I don't know that anybody's ever been a friend with Russell Westbrook. He seems like not the friend type. He seems he. It seems to me like you're friends with Russell Westbrook. The way you're friends with, like, a kid in your class who's always picking on you and that you just sort of hope he picks on you less, that's what I feel like his relationship was with Kevin Durant. He was just sort of hoping to not get picked on as much.
0: How many friends do you think Russell Westbrook really has? Like, real friends. Real friends. Real friends.
1: Real friends. Just like he just hangs out with them and they have a a good time. Everybody has a good time, not just Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and he, like, texts
0: He, he texts with them about stuff. Like, after the game, like, you know, he'll text with them about stuff or maybe it's a guy he goes and hangs out with or, or guys he goes and hangs out with. How many?
1: Uh, you know what? I'm sure he has several people that he does that with, but I don't know how many of those people feel, like, excited about it. You know? <laughs> maybe it's just – he's so intimidating that if he sent me a text, it would feel to me like when your boss emails you. Like, you're just not certain what's going on. Every time he would send me a text, i feel like we're about to fight. That's what's happening right now. Every time I get an email from a boss, I'm like, oh, this is when I get fired. Same thing with Russ.
0: The way it has gone so far for Russell Westbrook, setting the league on fire with these absurd numbers, and the way it's gone for Durant so far, is this the perfect scenario? What's happened so far leading into tonight?
1: Yes, it's an absolutely perfect scenario. Russ is Russ is very much just sort of shooting all of his guns into the jungle. Like in the Predator, when they're just like they all just line up and start shooting, they don't know what they're shooting at. Just going. Thousands and thousands of rounds into nothingness. That's what Russ is doing in the NBA right now.
0: He is the he is the uh, he's the NBA version of Predator. What is what is Kevin Durant doing?
1: Kevin Durant is he's figuring it out. I I, I watched them play, and of course, it doesn't feel like last year. Last year they were just all as soon as the season started, they were in their mode, and they were all it was one big unit that had formed together, and they were just stomping on all of the cities. And right now they they're you know figuring out where the pieces go still. So. They're, they're not ready to be looked at just yet. Right now, they feel a little disjointed. Like they're still figuring the pieces out, which, you know, is to be expected. So I figure by, by like three or four months, they're going to be unstoppable. But right now, right now is the perfect time for them to play because they might be able to beat them. OKC might be able to beat Golden State.
0: What about Oklahoma City? What do we make of what they're going to be able to be?
1: Like, Russ cannot be keep exactly up? what they are. Right now, he can. He can. Russell Westbrook can do this probably for the next nine years.
0: And stop,
1: then stop. his heart's just going to explode.
0: Shay, and come
1: on. His body will turn into dust.
0: Shay, he's, gonna a- he's averaging 38 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Come on.
1: He's not going to average yes,
0: 38,
1: yes. 10, and 10. He averaged 38, 10, and 10 until. Katie is out of the NBA, or he'll he'll explode. If you were right now, like if they just developed a super fantastic microscopic gigantic telescope that lets you look inside of, like if you looked inside of the sun right now, it's, it's like 10 million Russell Westbrook's just dunking on everything. Like that's the power that's saving all of Earth. That's what Russell Westbrook is experiencing. He's filled with so much hate. That he can do anything, and it's going to be like that forever. He'll, he'll never forgive Kevin Durant. Never, never. Even if everybody else does, even if Kevin Durant apologizes just openly, like says, "I'm sorry," I'm I, I, whatever. And Kevin Durant will never be forgiven by Russell Westbrook
0: because he's already a pissed off guy, right? Westbrook was already surly yes. before that ever happened.
1: He, yes, yes, that's exactly. He's already mad at everything. He was mad at KD while they were supposed to be friends, and now you are now you turn your back on Westbrook. And I know he didn't actually turn his back on Westbrook, but that's just how he probably sees it. I'm guessing. That's how I see it anyway, if I was in his spot.
0: What if you explained all of this to Russell Westbrook and then he was like, "Shay, I, I really don't feel that way at all.
1: <laughs> I feel like there's a 100% <laughs> chance that that could never happen. That I wouldn't... That, uh, for me, I would never be able to just say all of that to Westbrook without breaking down into tears because he's just going to be staring at you or, or doing the thing when he looks at you where you're like, you feel bad that you exist. Sometimes I watch a what, Russell Westbrook interview and it makes me feel like I'm worthless when he just totally brushes off a, a reporter or something. If I try to talk to him and tell him all this stuff, yeah, I don't think I'd make it very far. But if I somehow did get it out, I don't think he would... Say I agree or disagree. I think he would just give you that look, and then your bones would turn to dust.
0: And then he'd. Be, and then he would say, y- you know what? You know what? Shay, you're right. F that guy."
1: And then he would go out and give me thirty-eight, ten and ten on sixty-two shots against the Hornets.
0: What is the best possible scenario for tonight?
1: The best possible scenario. It's what, it's what I outlined in that article. I want for Russ and KD to meet at the rim. I want Russ going up. I want KD trying to block him. And I want to see what happens right there. We, ne- we think- never got it. We couldn't. When, when LeBron left Cleveland, there was no, like, can dunk on anybody. He can't dunk that demon away. When, when Shaq and Kobe separated, we never got that moment. There was one, I think the first time they played was, like, on a Christmas Day game. And There was one time where Shaq fouled him kind of hard, and everybody was like, oh, my God, is it happening? But we never got the big, big confrontation. But there's, a, there's potential for that to happen here, just with the way the Golden State plays and, of course, the way the Rusty plays.
0: And if Russell Westbrook do, does, in fact, dunk on Kevin Durant, the world explodes.
1: If he dunks on, on Kevin Durant, it's going to be... <laughs> I can't even... <laughs> I don't even know, man. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be so great. It will be so it'll be so much worse than all of the three one lead jokes that Golden State suffered has suffered through thus far. It's probably gonna be worse than that. It's just Kevin Durant might have to like go on injury reserve for two months until everybody sort of forgets.
0: You have called when Durant gets uh switched on to, uh to Westbrook tonight the most anticipated moment of the last half dozen years. What other moments could even compare to you?
1: Uh, for me, it was, of course, when LeBron went back to Cleveland after, after they, uh, he left the Miami. That first game back there was, was really exciting to watch what was going to happen. Um, but, it, again, I think this one is more exciting just because when he was going back to Cleveland, there was no, it, was, it was the Cavaliers without LeBron. They were, they were not a very good team. And in this situation, you've got Russie on the the weaker team, but it's Russell Westbrook. You know he's not going to back down. You know, above all things, that Russell Westbrook will never back down. So it's just fantastic. Um, outside of that, I, I think they're probably all Kevin Durant. I mean, excuse me, LeBron James related. All of the most anticipated events, like watching him either win in the finals or lose in the finals was always super interesting to me. Beyond that, there's, there's there's really nothing that can touch what's about to happen tonight. What about
0: if it was in OKC? Is it better that it's in Golden State the first go-round or, or would it be better if it's in Oklahoma City?
1: It's better that it's in Golden State tonight. Because what you, what you have right here is you have it's Russell Westbrook against everybody. You want you want him walking into the Persian army like Leonidas with his little team against all of these people. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we will process the Kevin Durant going back to OKC thing later on. But right now it needed to be Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant. When he goes to OKC, it's going to be Kevin Durant versus Oklahoma City. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a difference there. We needed to have Westbrook isolated in this instance. You're it's really all fra- perfect, man. It's so perfect.
0: You're really framing Russell Westbrook as this like valiant hero.
1: Yes, yes, that's the that's the role he has to play in all of this for it to work. And and he's playing it perfect right now.
0: And so the terrible outcome would be that the warriors just wipe him off the face of the earth. That would be the worst. In your mind?
1: No, the the, the that's probably going to happen. That's not the worst. For me, the worst is that, like, four minutes into the first quarter, Westbrook tweaked an ankle and he's got to sit down.
0: Oh no! Outside
1: of that, as long as as long as he's on the court, it's going to be fantastic. Every everything that he does during this game is going to be great because you're going to be able to look at it and just extrapolate whatever you want from it. They're not going to shake hands before the game starts because Kevin Durant, that's, a, that's not a thing that he does. I just was reading this uh, article yesterday when I was on a plane, and he mentioned that. Like he said he never shakes hands before a game. After the game, yes. But before the game, no. So you're just going to, starting from tip-off all the way to the end of the game, you're just going to be watching to see what happens here. What is Westbrook going to do? Because there, there's, uh, there's a million options. You can't put anything past him.
0: Can you make any argument for Durant playing for the Golden State Warriors? That you believe Yeah,
1: you go, he goes to the Golden State Warriors Are the best team in the league already. It doesn't, you know, what more do you need for him to, what more reason do you need for him to join the team than for that team to become the best team in the league? They're going to win a championship this year. I don't think there's any way that they don't win the championship. So that's really all, all the reason you need. Now, I don't think it's going to be as cool as if he would have stayed in OKC, but you know that's that's more of a personal preference.
0: But you think less of, of it's fair. It's fair to say you think less of Kevin Durant.
1: I think less of Kevin Durant that he left. Yes, yes, yes. I, a, I would rather I would rather he stayed there in OKC. Okay, would, it would have been great if he would have just been like, you know what? Even if I never win a championship. I'm staying in OKC for my whole entire career. If he would have said something like that and then signed this new contract, I think a lot of pressure would have been taken off of him to win one. You know, here's a guy who would rather be loyal than get a ring. That would have been great. Now he leaves, and even if he wins one, it's going to be like, "Well, you won one there." The same thing, like the same thing that happened with LeBron. He got one, he got two, and it was like, "Okay, but you didn't really get like you didn't get one, get one." you know i think the same thing is going to happen to kd
0: do you think lebron changed the way we think about loyalty because he did go back to cleveland
1: i uh, i'm not sure i'm not sure i don't think i don't think he changed that now you go can always go home if durant goes home it's going to be really cool um I don't think that'll happen. But yeah, but you don't think that you know the
0: you don't think the perception of LeBron has changed dramatically because he won a title for Cleveland. Like if he would have just played it all out at Miami for the rest of time.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Everybody, been, everybody would always crap on philosophically. him. Philosophically, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Him going back was great for LeBron. I don't think he changed the just the idea of loyalty in general, but the idea of him being loyal. Yes, he definitely when he went back to Cleveland. Everything changed. Him winning one there is better than if he had won like four or five in Miami because he's exonerated forever for the rest of his career. Now he did that; he's untouchable. And I think that, and I think we've seen that from him in his attitude. After he won a, one, two, after he won a second one in Miami, he had like one little tiny message where he was like, "Oh, back to back." But in this case, when he won, he's been celebrating since it happened. And then he did, of course, the, the thing at the Halloween party with like, the, the Steph and Clay cookies and the 3-1 lead thing on the drum kick man thing. It's been great to watch him just sort of lay his dick out on the table. <laughs> <After they laughs> won.
0: What if Durant did it? What if he goes to Golden State and wins a couple and then goes back to Oklahoma City?
1: No? Uh, if, no, because if he does it, it's going to be like, oh, man, you did what... You just did what – he's been chasing LeBron for so long that he – I don't know. Uh, if he does it, you're going to say, well, he did it second again. His whole thing is like, I'm tired of being second. I'm tired of being second. And then if he did that, he copied LeBron. I don't know. I think he's in a lose-lose situation yeah. here. I just got to ca- stay there forever.
0: I would actually, like, you know, just goof on it or, or write it off on like the whole psychology of it. But it does seem like Russ has – He's like, you know, like you said, F this guy, and he, he don't want to answer the questions whatever. And then, like, Durant, I'm not so sure he's still totally comfortable with what he's done. And I just say that because he got the goofy tattoos and everything, and I was like, what is going on with this guy? Right? Like, who gets a yeah, yeah. massive tattoo of Rick James and Tupac? And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what's going on with
0: him. It
1: does seem like he feels a little uncomfortable, and he's... Figuring that part out. I think eventually he'll get there. But yeah, right. It's it's because Russ won't say it's okay. And that's if, as soon as Russie says that, that uh, you know what, it's fine. You left. It's fine. Um, whatever. If he says that, then okay, but it, 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 Russ West is never going to say that. And so Kevin Durant is just always going to be cast in that role, and it's not the natural role for him.
0: I do think it might have messed with his head a little bit because, like, uh, like I said, the Rick James tattoo or whatever, like that is wildly out of character for him, right? Or maybe my perception of him was just all wrong, but I don't get it, man. I don't, I just, I don't yeah. know. Like amongst players, know. if I if know. I told you Shay, if I said Shay, most likely players to get massive tattoos of Rick James on their thigh, like Kevin Durant, like what is he ranked on that list? Like a thousand? No.
1: No, you know what? For me, Kevin Durant would have been number one on that list. What I said? Yeah, he would have been number one to get the tattoo. I would have said if he—he he seems like you could have just talked him into anything at at one point. And somebody just got in his ear like, you know, it would be you know, it would be cool, KD, a Rick James tattoo. And he just was sitting there like, you're right. And let's do it. And then he just did it. And they're probably just sitting there giggling behind him about it.
0: You think think that somebody talked him into the tattoo. Would you say that you you don't believe that the Rick James tattoo Kevin Durant got, it was his own decision?
1: I don't think so, no. I mean, of course, his his body, he he has to say yes, but I don't think he came up with that idea on his own.
0: The other thing is he doesn't seem like a guy that would get, like, super-duper hammered or anything, right? Because that would usually... No, he
1: definitely doesn't.
0: Yeah, that would usually have to be the case, right? Like, you would have to be... Like, that's just a horrible decision that you made excessively inebriated. But he, he, I, I, I fear he was not drunk at all.
1: I don't think he was drunk either. I think he was just trying to figure out what the next move to do was. You know, it feels, like, it feels like when you get into an argument with your girl, with your wife, and you're just trying anything to fix it real quick. You know, what, about, what if I say this? What if I do this? What if I do that? Did it fix it? The next day, <clears throat> you, you, you. For me, I don't feel comfortable when my wife is upset at me for a thing I'd, I've done. It took a long time for me to be able to just sit there and realize I just needed to let her be mad for a little while. That's the best thing to do. I was always trying to like do some clever shit to make her feel better, like some some movie shit. And I think in this case. KB was just trying to make everything better real fast instead of sitting there and taking it.
0: Speaking I, of, is, I'm
1: probably wrong. I'm probably wrong on all of this stuff. But,
0: who cares yeah, hey? Right. Who cares? Who cares if you're wrong?
1: I ain't here <laughs> I ain't care. here for the facts. I ain't here <laughs> for the facts.
0: <laughs> you're very public about the wife and the kids and everything on Twitter. What does your wife get mad at you about?
1: She gets mad at me about I don't know. If I say something dumb or do something dumb. Same with anybody else. I'm not that great at not saying stuff that I shouldn't say sometimes. So that's usually the cause of it. Maybe I'm a little selfish every once in a while.
0: Does she care at all about anything that you've done on social media?
1: Uh, no. You know what? After after maybe I think some point last year. Oh, you know what it was? We went to the we went to this book signing, so the, the year book had come out, and <clears throat> this was the first time that her and I had gone to New York, uh, that I had been in New York, so I asked her to come with me, and she was, just, she was like, fine, I'll go with you, we'll go hang out, I've never been there either, and while we were there, we did a book signing, and when we were pulling up to the book signing in the car, there was like several hundred people outside of the building waiting to get in, there's this big long line that we see as we're driving down the block, it's wrapped all the way around the building. And I think that that was the moment when she saw everybody there. She's like, like, oh, you're not actually just wasting a bunch of time playing around on Twitter or on the internet or whatever. Like there's things that are happening because of that. Ever since then, she's sort of just, you know, been real cool with everything. Before then, I think to her, it just looks like oh he's just on the computer all day long he's just digging around you know what I'm
0: saying right that there was no result, like this is there's no end result to this you're just screwing around yeah then, yeah yeah so she sees the line of people and how, how how much of your success with that do you think you would attribute to Twitter honestly
1: for the book release uh, all of it really all of it Yeah, once yeah. Because I had a book that came out before then, this coloring book I did with this rapper named Bun B. Yeah. And when that when that book came out, my in my head I was like, oh, if I just get Rolling Stone to write about it, or if I can get L.A. Times and New York Times to write about it, then we are going to sell a lot of copies. And and we sold a decent amount of copies, but when I when this book came out, and I figured out real quickly, like, oh, we're selling more if I'm just going straight hand to hand with people on some like old school sell it out the trunk type of thing it was it was more effective once that happened then. Like, that's really where it all, all took off, was, was on there. Once it became a thing on Twitter, it was just like, I couldn't control it anymore.
0: And still now you can't control it, right? Like, I mean, it's every day somebody's still, like, I, you did the thing totally organically. Like, would you give anybody tips on that, how you pulled it off?
1: Yeah, you know, people, I get emails uh, more often than I would have anticipated from, like, companies and shit asking can you come talk to our employees about building a thing online or can you come show us this or talk about that like I have no idea what happened we were just we were just making some jokes on the internet and like dicking around and it just exploded and i don't know how you explain that to somebody else you know fan it's
0: hard to, it's hard to go to a uh, group of employees at a business and say hey uh, just a uh, dick around and put a bunch of jokes up on twitter and the shit works out
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the, the shit, that's the shit works
0: out plan. Yeah, we go go be funny. Go be funny on Twitter. Maybe people people will like you and want to support you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's about it. Yeah. All right, Shay, we got to take a quick pause to tell you about one of today's sponsors. Every man looks better in a suit. So why get one of those generic off-the-rack ones? Try Indochino. It's one of the largest made-to-measure menswear brands. Let them help you find great-fitting, high-quality suits and shirts at an incredible price. Here's how it works. Visit Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms. Choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Submit your body measurements, then kick back, relax, get ready for the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn in just four weeks. This week, our listeners can try any premium Indochino suit for just $389 at Indochino.com as long as you enter NBA at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for made-to-measure premium suits. Plus shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code NBA. Indochino. Get ready to look like a million bucks. Show also brought to you by Performa Sleep, the absolute best mattress designed specifically for those with an active lifestyle. Engineered by two friends who are in the mattress industry uh, and athletes themselves, these mattresses have been designed to be cool, supportive, and rejuvenating to muscles and joints. The Performa mattress gives you an edge every day you wake up. Whether you're headed to the basketball court or the boardroom, the gym or the jungle, the rink or the runway, you'll perform better. Traditional memory foam gives a sinkhole feeling, but Perform Asleep gives superior support throughout the night with a layer of bounce-back technology. Who doesn't like a little more bounce in the bedroom? If you're nervous about buying a mattress online, feel confident you can try Perform Asleep for 100 nights risk-free with free returns and no annoying salesperson lingering over you while you test it out. Mattresses start at just $525. Check out reviews by satisfied customers and professional athletes on their website, performaSleep.com. And just for our listeners, take $125 off plus free shipping. Just head over to performasleep.com and use the code NBA. That's performasleep.com and code NBA. All right, you broke down you broke down the celebrations, your bench celebrations. Right. Um, and you had all kinds. You had to flee the scene. You had videos of all of these. I would tell anybody to go to the ringer and read Shay's article on uh, bench celebrations. What I want to ask you about is you've got the 13. You said, I believe your favorite was the Border Patrol. Right. The kind of the hold me back one on the sidelines.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, is yeah. that the one uh, – you, you chronicled 13 different ones, you know, the Jubilee, the Ghost Kick, the Towels for Sale, all the <laughs> different
1: <laughs> – I love Towels it for sounds, Sale, by the way. It sounds so stupid when you say everything out loud. I realize how ridiculous all of this sounds. Imagine somebody's listening that didn't read that article and then like, what the hell are you talking about? I oh, love – Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. The
0: other one I love is Ants on a Picnic Blanket. <laughs> And on a yes, picnic blanket, just you know, the, obviously the, the quick stomping. All right, of all of those, do, what do you think in the moment, let's say, like you love Kawhi Leonard, right? Kawhi Leonard crushes one on somebody, and you happen to be on the bench, right? Now, you don't have time to necessarily think about it. Like, your gut reaction no. is just going to be whatever happens. Which bench celebration right. do you think Shea Serrano Man. would perform?
1: I'm going to perform the mosh pit when you just start shoving and bumping. Like, that's my thing that I do when I get really excited. I'm a, I'm a shover. I'm a pusher.
0: You would just start jumping up and shoving everybody.
1: I'm just pushing everybody. All, all of my best basketball memories I could think of involve me pushing somebody afterwards. And so that's what I think I do. The first time I ever pushed my dad, we were watching the basketball game, and... It was it was 2004. I never forget it. We were, I was in college at the time. He had come up to visit him and my mom. during the playoffs, and the Spurs were playing the Lakers. And this was this was the the point four game where Derek Fisher hits the shot with point four seconds left to, right. to beat the Spurs in game five. Right, right before that, a lot of people sort of have forgotten the Spurs were down by one. I think it was like seventy two to seventy three or something, or seventy one to seventy two something ridiculous, a really low-scoring game. The Spurs were down by one. There was like seven seconds left, maybe. I don't know the exact time. But they threw the ball into Duncan, and you could tell they were supposed to run like this, this curl screen for Ginobili, and it got snuffed out, and there was no backup plan. So T- Duncan just turns, and he's dribbling towards the top of the key, and he shoots this goofy fadeaway, falling-down jumper over Shaq. Shaq is stretched all the way out. Duncan is falling down, just throws the ball up and swishes through. They're in San Antonio. The ball swishes through. Everybody loses their fucking mind. And I'm watching on the couch, and I jump up, and my dad is to the left of me. And I'm screaming, and I just shoved him like as hard as I could. I was so overcome with emotion. Just boom, I hit him. Just boom, shoved him right in his little tiny body. He's a little guy. He's like five six and he's got a round belly, so his balance ain't that great. So I, like, caught him at the perfect angle, and he goes crashing into the bookshelf, no. and boom, 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 like, just falling down. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is I'm going to fight my dad. Right now we're going to get into a fist fight. But he was so excited about the game, he just jumped up and, like, was shoving back. So, so I now think you got- if, I were to, if I was oh. on the bench and Kawhi dunked it, super dunked it, I'm going to shove somebody.
0: My, and then you have also on the uh, on the article, if people go check it out, the one underneath the mosh pit is the lonely mosh pit, and you have this unbelievable clip of Brandon Jennings where he can't you – know, that's the that's the hard part is that you got to have somebody to push. The worst is to like want to be jumping around pushing each other, but nobody's pushing back. Did your dad push you back, by the way?
1: No, he didn't. He just jumped up and was screaming as well. And yeah, the Derek t- Fisher tore our hearts out.
0: The other thing I wondered when you were just telling that story, where would you go to college?
1: I went to this little tiny school called Sam Houston State University, in sure. it was about an hour north of Houston. You like it? It was the only school I got into. Yeah, it was fine. I was, like, I was really a, a poor student in high school. I barely graduated high school, and but they accepted me. I think they were, it was one of them situations where they needed Mexicans. They didn't have a lot of Mexicans at the time. So they did not let me in. They're like, oh, come, you're great on. Russell, Get, but "Come on,
0: come on, come on!" on. That's, that's ridiculous. For real.
1: <laughs> well, when I got there, at the time the pop the the school was maybe fifteen <laughs> or sixteen thousand people, and there were 20, 25, 30 Mexicans. Top. It was crazy. It was like a super culture shock because I went from San Antonio. <clears throat> excuse me. I went from San Antonio, where I'm living on the South Side right. of San Antonio, where it's almost exclusively Hispanic. And every school that I've gone to, elementary, middle, high school, ninety something percent Hispanic. In my high school, the whole time I was there, we had like eight black kids, eight, which is which is unbelievable when I look back at it now. So I get to to college, and it's like more kids than I've ever seen, fifteen thousand people, and of those fifteen thousand people, a very 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 small percentage of them are Hispanic. So I think that's what I think that had a big part in me getting into that school. that I know said, it was like, in my grades. My grades are awful.
0: You said like twenty five. Did did you hang out with the other Mexican kids at Sam Houston State?
1: Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. It was like oh, so we went to this. You go to like a like the orientation, right before the school starts, and you're seeing all the other freshmen or whatever. And there were maybe four Mexicans there, and we just sort of all grouped up like in prison. You just find your race, <laughs> and you're that's my gang now. And we're just watching, like you watch my back, I will watch your back. <laughs>
0: All right. Last thing, Shay, tonight, uh, you said the great moment is gonna be if Russell Westbrook goes up against Kevin Durant at the rim. Uh you have also said this is what you anticipate the most of the NBA season. Do you think you are mentally prepared? I know you're gonna be doing a Facebook live thing for the ringer. So I'm gonna this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be able to cue you up and see what you're thinking in real time. Um Do you think you are mentally yeah. prepared for what's gonna take place tonight?
1: I'm absolutely not. I'm probably going to pass out. If that happens, I I will very likely pass out just, boom, on the floor.
0: Well, it'll be on Facebook Live, so at least I'll get to watch it. There you go. Shay. thanks for coming on, man. Enjoy the night. All right, later. All right, brother. Thanks for listening to another edition of the NBA show. Hey, if you like what's going on with the show, do me a favor and go give us a rating and review on iTunes. Cause frankly, the only people that ever go to iTunes to leave ratings or reviews are people that don't like what you're doing, but I get a ton of great feedback. Uh, from you on, uh, on Twitter, social media, etc. So if you can, do me a favor, go to iTunes, give us a good rating and review. It'll really help us out a lot. Remember, tonight at halftime of the Warriors-Thunder game, you can catch Shay. he's going to be part of a halftime show they're doing on uh, the Ringer's Facebook page. It's going to be on Facebook Live tonight, so make sure you don't miss that. thanks again to sling tv it's finally basketball season are you watching the games at a crusty sports bar crammed onto your friend's couch you can do better with sling tv watch nba games on your terms and your turf the sling orange service has hoops on espn and tnt plus more live tv on top networks all for 20 bucks a month no long-term contracts no hidden fees start watching for seven days free at sling.com backslash ringer nba restrictions apply